the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are part of the body of Christ to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of Him is because Jesus is the head of the church. The head leads and guides the body into the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head. God designed the body of Christ to operate the same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same thing as our head, Jesus Christ. We're to follow the lead of our head, Jesus, and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever our head, Jesus, does, we're supposed to follow his lead and do. Whatever the head, Jesus, doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do too. God wants all of us to be imitators of Christ so we can live the kind of life that he desires us to do. One that can only be lived when we imitate him like we're supposed to do. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Go back to Ephesians chapter 4, please. Verse 22, here's why. That ye put off concerning the, the former conversation, the old man which is corrupt after the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Put off concerning the former conversation. That's, your, that's the old man. Now, when it says the old man, one, you know, modern translations, they even say the old nature or the old self. But they're talking about the ancient man. That's what the word old mean, ancient. So that means, therefore, it's not just talking about old and age, but it's also worn out and out of date. It's worn out and out of date. See, now that you a Christian, your old way of doing things is out of date now. You ought not be like carrying that. You ought not be doing that. That would be like seeing somebody walk up with one of them old 1975 car phones. Praise God. See, some of y'all, you have to Google this one, praise God. But there used to be these, these phones, praise God, that you used to get. Now y'all got the, you know, the small ones and all that kind of stuff. But see, we was there when they first brought those other ones out. They was about this long, that fat, Big old sucker. Had a big old antenna that you pull out and stuff like that. Y'all remember? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Remember what I'm talking about? And you was cold in the mug. You put this big sucker up to your head, brother. You're like, yo, what's up? And see, they were like, because they didn't have a cord on it. And folks was like, dang, that is like alcohol. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine putting that on your hip? You had to put that down in the, in the car someplace, praise God. And you would use it in your car. Anybody remember those, praise God? That would be like now your phone start ringing and we watch you pull out this big old sucker and stick it up next to your head. It's like, oh, no, no. See, you need 
That's outdated. You need to put something on a little bit more common. Praise God for something that people use. Praise God. Eastside Detroit says, oh, tired stuff. You know, praise God. Oh, tired stuff. I was telling the earlier service, praise God. I remember many, many moons ago when I was a young fella, praise God, younger. I'm still a young, a younger fellow, praise God. I remember back in the day when men wore heels. Praise God. They called them platforms. Praise God. You know, had your, had your disco music playing in the background as you're walking. Oh, yo, you know, and you was walking around with these big old platform shoes. Praise God. Some of y'all too young to know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Hey, man. So when you walk around in the normal day, you had like those these rubberized heels. They'd be real high. Be rubberized heels. And you'd be walking around like do, do, do. Had your big old fro bouncing as you're walking and like, yeah, looking like undercover brother and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Walk around with this big old, uh, uh, look like emblem from the front of a car. Somebody snatched up. It was called a medallion. You had this big old chain. You had this medallion hanging off your press, God, and this big old thing sitting on you looking like the emblem on the front of a car sitting in front of you. You're like, <laughs> you was cold in the mug, grace God. And those are the ones you wore in the daytime. At night, oh, you stepped it up a level. We used to step it up a level. I remember I had glass heels. Praise God. I had glass heels. Praise God. Had a little fro with my glass here. One, one, one of them I had, friends, I always wore multiple shoes. One of them I had t- dice in the bottom because it, it represented what I was about. Praise God. <laughs> so I stop, I run up to some little cutie and I stop and I stick my foot down like that and I look down and say, baby, this is your lucky day. Praise God. <laughs> wow! Because I had the, the dice in oh, Watch yourself, watch yourself. I had the dice. <laughs> That was, that, was, that was what was happening. I said, I know another brother. I didn't have these. I know another brother. He had some goldfish in his. I'm still trying to figure out how them goldfish live, praise God. Maybe one day I walk up and they turned upside down, floating in his shoes and stuff. You know? <laughs> he had, actually had goldfish in his shoes. They was like swimming around in the water in the inside of the glass here. And now that was sweet back then. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. That, that, now that was sharp in a mug back then. But if I broke out them things right now, because you just have some big old bell bottom shit, big old bell bottom pants with it. And man, you said, and in fact, you had these super bell bottoms. They called elephant ears, and they had, and they had another a gusset in there that would open up, and it'd be another color up in there. So the color inside of there would be the color that you be. You, you remember this color that you, that you wear on your shirt or something like? Are you a shark? You're like, as soon as they walk, it would open up. They like dying. Look at that. This like dying. You don't bought them from Elegant. That's where you wore something like that. So you know what I'm talking about. Praise God. Now see, that was then. If I stepped up in here now and I get ready to step up here and say, I, you know, walk up, you know, with these big old high heels and stuff. <laughs> and them, and them, and them, and them big old, them, them big old shoes that if I was to jump out of a plane, wouldn't need a parachute. Praise God, because my, my pants leg would open up and I, I like, like, come down. Y'all would like, look at me like, Pastor, come on, man. You ain't put them up yet. Come on, man. You ain't still wearing them, are you? I'd be like, what? You judging me. You judging me. <laughs> <laughs> you judging me <laughs> it don't matter what I wear but it matters what you wear some of us live an old tired outdated lifestyle that you, that you live back in the 60s 70s 80s I'm going to get to yours 90s praise God if I go anything higher than that you're supposed to be in children's church praise God shout that out both son but you got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Otherwise, you're going to think that what you're doing is fine. It's not, baby. It's, you're not supposed to do that no more. 
You got to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That word renewed right there means continually renewed. This is a process where you get better and better and better at. It's a process. You're not going to get instantaneously right to the end. In fact, it's quiet as hell. Paul said in his word that we never attain all the way to the end. At least he said he didn't attain, praise God. And remember, it, it was the shadow of Paul that caused people to be healed. Some folk was dead and they was raised from the dead by the shadow of Paul. But Paul said, it's not as though I've apprehended, but I'm apprehended by that which I am apprehended. I continue to press toward the mark of the excellency that's in Christ Jesus. Oh, I'm going to get better at this. So we're supposed to get better and better and better at living godly each and every day. We're supposed to get better and better and better, but that requires a renewing of your mind and the spirit of your mind. It even refers to your temperament, your heart, and your new nature. Your temperament, even your temperament's supposed to change. Because before, you used to get attitudinal, get all upset about stuff. Come on, cussing them folk out, going off on folk, praise God, screaming at the person in front of you that, that drove on your highway. You know, the ones that drove on your highway, on your street pulled in front of you how dare they and you speed up and don't want to let them in and stuff like that and then when they get in anyway you get mad at them and 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 and, and wave your whole hand and say amen you know amen you know you know what i'm talking about god said no i need to work on your temperament god wants to change us so that we can have his temperament some of us carry grudges for a month praise god the person think it's over and we'd be like no it ain't over till i say it's over <laughs> I say, oh no, see, that ain't even God. That ain't even God. Come on now, cold shoulders all up in the house. Come on, man, folk. Cold shoulders all up in the house. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all trying to get me the cold shoulder just for saying it. Praise God. Amen. Don't want to talk to him for three, four days. Hallelujah. Now you won't talk to him, you'll text him. Praise God. And they in the house right next to you. You text him. I'm still not talking to you. <laughs> the heck are you doing? God said, no, I need your temperament to be like it's supposed to be. You need to be renewed so that you can do this. Let's look at it again. Verse 20, but ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth in Jesus. That ye, ye, ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. You got to do it. You ain't praying your way out of this one. You going to have to do something which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put that ye ye put on the new man. You got to do it. Lord, make me a new person. I already did. Now ye put on the new man and begin to start acting like it, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Look at that. It's created in righteousness and true holiness. See, Jesus didn't come to be able to augment your raggedy life. Are you listening to me up here? Jesus came to give you a brand new life. Jesus didn't come to augment your raggedy life. He came to give you a new life. He didn't come to trick out your hoopty. Is anybody hearing me up here? I can tell y'all all bougie. You don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. Some of us from the hood. Praise God. Amen. Well, you can avoid a new car. Praise. At least you didn't think you could afford a new car. So you had a hoopty. Praise God. Amen. It was like barely running and stuff like that. And instead of, you know, getting the engine fixed and everything like that, we wanted to look sweet because it got at least look sweet. Praise God. So we go get some rims that cost more than the car. Praise God. And put some tires on it that cost more than the car. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, I go back a little ways. Praise God. Get some stuff off. I'm going to really date myself now. Get you some of them curtain uh, 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 dangles and stuff. Put it across the top. Get you one of them big old, old, them big old padded, you know, with fuzzy, you know, stuff on the, on the, on the stand wheel. You know, you borrowed it from the, the toilet seat. Somebody went in to sit down. Praise God. And they're like, oh, it's cold. Where the toilet seat at? And you done wrapped it around your steering wheel. Praise God. <laughs> Y'all don't know nothing. 
Hallelujah. That's called tricking out your hoopty. Are you listening to me? Whereas your hoopty looks sweeped in a mug. But I don't care how sweet your hoopty look, it's still a hoopty. It's still dropping oil. It still don't want to start. Is that, are you listening to me up in here? It looked good while it's broke down on the side of the road. But it's still a hoopty. And see, some of us still got old broke down lives. We thinking that the Lord came to trick it out. God didn't come to trick out your hoopty. God came to give you a brand new concept life. Is anybody hearing me up in here? A life that's different than any other life that's ever been seen. I was telling the earlier service, praise God, I'm originally from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. Praise God. Hallelujah. A little French settlement off the Detroit River called Detroit. Praise God. Michigan. Hey, man. Used to be the auto capital of the world. Praise God. Hey, leave me alone, Rodney. Keep moving. It used to be the auto capital of the world. And they used to have the bomb, I mean, the bomb auto shows. Praise God. Because people come from all over the world to see the auto shows that was there. Praise God. And man, when you get to that auto show, they showed all the new cars that they had made and all the new models that they had made. You get a chance to see those at the auto shows. And that was magnificent. But the best part about it all was called the concept cars. These were cars that nobody ever has. Cars that nobody drives yet. This is just something that exists in somebody's imagination that they made and made it, and ma- and made it one. So you can see where we're going, how this thing is going to be eventually. Man, you'd walk up to this concept car. They, you know, they, they show it. It'd be under a blanket first and stuff like that. And then they would have music playing. And then they had some, 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 some fine young lady walking up next to it. And she, and she, you know, she walk up to it. And then she, and they pull the cover off of them. You're like, ah, oh, oh. it's like the sweetest ride. Press. And then they hit a button and then the, the doors would open up like gold wings. You're like, oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. And then you look inside and they'd have leather seats, seats different than any seat you ever seen. And they'd be like, you know, three colors of leather going around and stuff. You'd be like, oh, that's like, you had cameras in. We didn't have phones. Praise God. We had actual cameras. We'd be taking pictures and stuff like that. Praise God. It used to be like the bomb, man. And you'd see cars, tires that were sweet, powerful. It was just Something you ain't never seen before. That, to the point that everybody be saying the same thing. I gotta have that. Man, I gotta have one like that. Man, when they cut those out, I gotta get me one like that. Well, see, the Lord wants to give you a concept life. In such a way, when everybody look at your life, they say, I gotta have a life like that. Because when they see your life, they see it all sweet and just, oh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Look at how they love one another. Look at how they get along. Look at how they, how they treat one another. Look at what goes on. I mean, look at how they rolling. Look at how they living. Look at how they giving. Look at how they do what they do. God said, I want you to live a life like that too. Look at how no matter what problem comes in their life, they always handle it. No matter what comes into their life, it's only there for a minute or two before after a minute or three or four, it's got to go. Because they keep taking charge and being in charge and everything that goes on. That doesn't mean ain't nothing going to happen in our lives, but we come out a winner in this thing because we live it like we're supposed to. Jesus said, I want, I want you to be able to see a life like that. I want you to have a life like that. So the way he does that is give you a life like that. That's why we got, that's why the great substitution was made. That's why the great exchange was made because he gave you his life so you can live out his life. Not your life, his life. And the problem is, is we've received that life but we're not living out that life. We're still trying to live the same life we was living before. Like if I was to be, do a substitution with this guy right now. Praise God. He's sitting right there. Praise God. And so let's sub. Okay, I'm going to sub with you. So I'm going to sub with the brother. Praise God. Amen. I'm sub in. I'm going to take his spot. Praise God. And when I substitute for him, I'm supposed to take his spot. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he's supposed to take my spot. Now see, a lot of us have understood the fact that Jesus Christ went to the cross for me and you. 
that we went to, he went to the cross to be able to save me and you so we won't have to go there. But there's a second side to the substitution. The second side to the substitution is he, 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 he now is supposed to live out my life. I'm living out his now. I'm doing the keeper of the house thing. And he's supposed to do the preaching thing. Y'all ready for the word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody hear me up in here? We're supposed to sub out. But this is how a lot of folks subbing out, praise God. Well, the Lord done subbed out with you, and he done did a great exchange. But instead of that, we like moving over and giving him some room, praise God. We done moved over and let Jesus have some room in the, in, while we still living the same life. We just cozy with Jesus, like, yo, what's up, man, what's up? I know, I know that's right. We ain't got to do nothing, right? No, you got to do something. What? You got to do something. What you talking about? What happened to grace? Well, the grace is to give you the power to do it. Oh, man. Oh, all right. And that's folk. They just trying to, they just still trying to live out the same old life. Still trying to hit on folk. Act like you're hitting on her. Hey, yo, man, excuse me. You married. Hey, hey. Hold on, Jesus. Christians don't do that no more. Hold on, Jesus. I'm Christians, in love. Excuse me. We exchanged. Excuse me. We, we, that, that ain't love. That's lust. We exchanged something. Are you listening? You supposed to live out my life. I wasn't hitting on every cutie I saw when I walked the face of the earth. And because I wasn't hitting on everybody like that, you ain't supposed to be hitting on everybody like that. Amen. Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. We still trying to live out the same old raggedy life, tied, Jackson 5, puff leaf, sir. <laughs> life that we were living before. Still trying to hit on folks. You, you 55, 65 years old. Still trying to talk about your baby. What do you mean your baby? You so old you can't have no baby no more. And you and you still trying to hook up with somebody else. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm teaching up here. I'm doing a better job teaching than y'all doing saying amen. Praise God. You ain't supposed to like make room for Jesus up in your life and keep on living the same life. There was a substitution supposed to occur. You supposed to live out what he was living out. Amen. Preach, young man. Praise God. Amen. That's what's supposed to happen. We're supposed to live out his life. Y'all get a brother a hand for helping me. Praise God. Because Jesus lived out a life of righteousness and true holiness. He lived out a life of righteousness and true holiness. And we're supposed to live out a life now of righteousness and true holiness. That's verse 24. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, once again, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 tells us we are now the righteousness of God in him. Those of us that are born again. In fact, turn over there. So I see some of y'all looking, praise God. Like 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'll show it to you. I want you to put your peepers on it. Praise God. So you can see I ain't making stuff up. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'll read 17 and then come down into 21. 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, I got anybody in Christ up in here. It's still speaking of you. It says he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. That old raggedy stuff is passed away. All things are become new and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses under them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. 
For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Speaking of Jesus, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are the righteousness of God in him right now. But then look what follows righteousness, though. Verse 22 of Ephesians chapter four. Go back to Ephesians chapter four, please. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 24 of Ephesians chapter four. It says, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We're supposed to live out true holiness now. How do you know it's true holiness? Because it's the same holiness that Jesus lived out. God gave us the grace, gave us the ability to be able to live this thing out the same way Jesus lives it out. Now the question is, is will we make the decision or will our understanding remain darkened and we remain alienated from the life that God has in store for us? Will we refuse the knowledge and the information that God shares with me and you to be able to allow us to be able to have the power to do what he wants us to do? God wants to give you the knowledge of what to do. He wants you to give you the inspiration of what to do. And he wants to give you the power to do it. So that the only thing left after that is the decision made by you as to whether you're going to do it or not. That's why I told you before, and I'm telling you one more. The divide is about to get wide, both outside the church and inside the church. So wide that you can't straddle it no more. That you're going to have to make a decision. A choice is going to be made. If a crack formed right up here in this floor, and I'm standing on one side of the crack or another, I can still stand there. But as that crack gets wider and wider, eventually I got to make a decision. Am I going to do this thing like God want me to do? Or am I going to go back to doing what I used to do? Am I going to follow the true doctrine? Or am I going to follow the wrong doctrine? A decision is going to have to be made. Can I teach y'all something? Lord's about to, for, if I could use this terminology, Lord, bear with me. Lord's about to force your hand. You're going to make a decision because time's running out. Which one are you going to do? Are you, are you with me or are you going to be against me? I thank God we're in the midst of a place that's going to be with him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And we're going to live this thing out like he wants us to do. Because the divide's got to get real wide. That's outside the church and inside the church too. In such a way as you're going to have the believers and you're going to have the believing believers. You're going to have the ones that are playing church and you're going to have the real church. You're going to have the one that's walking in the fullness of what he wants us to do because he's going to give you the knowledge. He's going to give you the desire and the ability to do it. All you got to do is say, yes, I want to do it. Just say yes to the Lord and the Lord's going to show you what to do. He said, I'll teach you all things and bring back to your remembrance all that it is I've spoken to you. So what I'm talking about ain't nothing difficult. The hard part in it to do it is the hardness that's the heart that's in us causing us not to do it. But thank God that I'm in the midst of a people who have a soft heart toward God who are willing to do what God wants them to do and are willing to make a decision to make it all the way through into what God has in store for you because we move in forward into what God has in store for us. I'll stop right there for today. Praise God. Did anybody get anything from the word today? Just a couple people, praise God, that made it worth it. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you learn a little bit more about what God wants all of us to do and be. That's to be imitators of the God who made and saved you and me. 
I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be the imitators of God like he wants all of us to be and do. So come on, y'all. Let's do what God wants all of us to do and imitate him like he's given us the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that at the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults ages 18 through 30-ish who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. Fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought to being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we're in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.